Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are in our study through the book of Mark, specifically in chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. This is Mark's first account of Jesus' encounter with something you and I don't typically face on a daily basis, demons. Now, we know from Scripture that a demon is an angel created by God who rebelled against God by joining Satan's rebellion. We know that approximately one-third of the angels originally created chose this route and that their destiny is final judgment and the lake of fire. Now, we don't encounter them in visible ways every day and see their direct influence through possession as commonly as it was encountered in Jesus' day, but they are no less real. They just work in different, more subtle ways in our lives. The people at Jesus' time were already amazed at the authority that Jesus exhibited when he taught. But one of the testimonies to Jesus' claim to be the Son of God, speaking with divine authority, was his impact on demons when he encountered them. Pastor Jim will help us understand the passage and its implications all week. Here is today's portion of the sermon entitled, Amazed or Terrified? I was thinking while uh, Miguel and Dirk were playing the instrumentals during our communion time and uh, leading the little interlude there in the song, you know, uh, one of the several Hebrew words in the Old Testament that has to do with praising God and glorifying God and, uh, and, and worshiping Him corporately, that the, the, the Hebrew word literally means uh, electric amplifier. No, 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 no that's, the, that's a different one. There's a Hebrew word that means, it comes from root that means to pluck, vibrate, uh, just to be able to, to connect with sounds and the sensory perception of all of those things. That's why it's impossible to worship alone in the way that we worship together. If you ignore the corporate worship of the body of Christ, you're ignoring His bride. You're missing such an important part. What a, what a wonderful day it already is. We've called upon the Lord. We've celebrated the arrival of one of our dear friends in His presence. We've, we've come around His table, and now it is our privilege to open the Word of God. We're going to come back to the Gospel of Mark. He's my new best friend that I'm hanging out with these days as we um, get to know each other and His way of portraying the, the life of Christ. We have so far finished Mark's introduction. I think he put verse 1, as we call it, chapter 1, verse 1, as a, as a title of the book. The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. This is the beginning. It goes on through the centuries. It is all about the gospel, the good news of salvation. It's all about Jesus, who is the anointed one, the Christ, the Messiah, and He is God the Son. Everything that Mark's going to say is about that. Now, the introduction that we have seen already summarizes how he is presenting Christ as the Messiah. He is the Son of God. He was preceded by a, a 
predicted royal forerunner, John the Baptist. He was introduced in what you might think of as sort of a public coronation at his baptism. He defeated the prince of darkness, verses 12 through 13. He, he began proclaiming the kingdom of God, the message of salvation in that way, verses 14 and 15. And he, and he started calling his disciples to follow him, the beginning of which is in 16 through 20. That brings us to Mark chapter 1, verse 21, where today we're going to look at the first specific incident that Mark records from Jesus' ministry in Galilee. And it's going to demonstrate his amazing authority and his authority over demons. Our passage for today shows a a stark contrast between the response of people to what Jesus did and said and the response of demons to him just showing up. The people were amazed and the demons were terrified. Now both the, the people to whom Jesus preached, and the demons that he alarmed. They were both sinful and alienated from God, but only the demons cried out in fear. In the text before us today, the demons have better theology than the hearers, the human hearers. They understood that Jesus is their judge who will ultimately send them to the lake of fire, and the people didn't get that, at least not yet. It's interesting, as you work your way through the Gospel of Mark, which we intend to do, in the whole first half of Mark, the only beings you will encounter who were sure of Jesus' identity were the demons. The Jewish leaders rejected Him outright, and they were irritated by Him, and they wanted Him to go away. The crowds were fascinated. They, they swelled more and more, and they were indeed curious, and they found him compelling, but most of them were uncommitted. The disciples, well, they were committed, but even they had this lingering hard-heartedness and spiritual deafness, and they often struggled to grasp all that Jesus said and did and taught them. That's why Jesus sometimes refers to his disciples as you of little faith, not grasping what he was saying. In contrast to those crowds of people, the demons knew for certain who Jesus is. We're going to see it in our text, but uh, more clearly, you skip ahead to Mark chapter 3, verse 11, and Mark says, adds this comment, Whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they would fall down before him and shout, You are the Son of God. You see, the demons know who Jesus is, and they know He is their judge. Long before it was ever written down for us in what we think of as Matthew 25, 41, the demons already knew that the lake of fire has been prepared for the devil and his angels. In our text today, they're going to respond accordingly. The demons were absolutely terrified in the presence of Jesus. Now, without going into a study of angelology and demonology, I'll just make the summary statement because we've covered it in the past, that there is no salvation for fallen angels, for demons. But whenever a human sinner comes to understand who he is and is terrified by the threat of eternal punishment, he or she is invited to run to safety in the arms of the Savior where they receive grace and forgiveness and eternal life. And nevertheless, the the vast majority of sinners still refuse to fear hell 
and come to Christ for salvation. That's the irony that is depicted in our passage for this morning. The demons recognize who Jesus is, but they have no possibility of salvation. The crowds were offered divine forgiveness, but they refused to recognize the only one who can provide it. You could put it another way and say it like this. The, the demons were terrified and could not be saved. The people were amazed, but they would not be, sa- be saved. In other words, the people who refused to believe and the demons who had no hope are going to ultimately end up in the same eternal lake of fire. Now, as you work through Mark and the other Gospels, here's something interesting that you will observe. During Jesus' ministry, the demons do not attack him. Now, he did his face-to-face thing with the devil. We've already seen that. But the demons that he encountered always assaulted the souls of sinful people, but never Jesus. They knew they couldn't touch him. In every confrontation that occurs, it's Jesus who attacks the demons. His very presence made them panic in terror of their sure-to-come judgment. Now, friends, you understand, we can't see demons. We can't see angels. We don't, we're not allowed to see that, that realm of spirit, that, that domain in which angels and, and uh, fallen angels or demons live. But according to 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 4, when demons act in our world, they disguise themselves as angels of light. They are the authors and overseers of false religion, That includes apostate Judaism, like in Jesus' day, apostate Christianity, as in our day, cults, all the other world religions. But demons couldn't hide from Christ. Whenever He showed up near them, they blew their cover of anonymity because they were so terrified of Him, and rightly so, they panic, and they just start blurting out who he is, and begging that he won't judge them right there. Now, with that background and that little bit of overview, let's look at our passage today, Mark chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. And it's a pretty easy passage to break down. We're going to see people amazed, and then we're going to see demons terrified, and then we're going to see people amazed some more. starts out with people being amazed. Chapter 1, verses 21 and 22. Now, remember from last time that uh, uh, at least six months, maybe a little bit more, have elapsed since the time of Jesus' baptism. During those months, both John the Baptist was ministering in the the wilderness down by the River uh, Jordan, still baptizing people. Jesus was in the area of Judea, including going to Jerusalem, where he cleared the temple for the first of two times that he would, would do that. Once John the Baptist was arrested, and Mark will circle back and tell us about that in a few chapters, but once John the Baptist was arrested, Jesus went up north to Galilee, and that's where he did the bulk of his public ministry. Now recall also that to the arrogant, snooty, proud Pharisees and Sadducees in Jerusalem, 
Galilee was nowhere. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.